Hey friends, I wanted to take a moment to tell you about my new book, Negotiation Made Simple. For the past 20 years, I have helped business people put together important deals, lawyers settle big lawsuits, small business owners grow their business by getting the most value for their product possible. And through this, I've learned a process on how to use negotiation to deliver outstanding deals. This particular book is those 20 years and everything I've learned about negotiation that's packaged in a very practical guide for solving problems, building relationships, and delivering the next deal. I hope you will jump in, buy this book, read this book, put it to work, and in doing so, you will be equipped to get better negotiation outcomes and to get what you want, not only in business, but in life as well. Go purchase Negotiation Made Simple wherever you buy books and use 2024 as an opportunity to take your next step in your negotiation success. Welcome to Negotiation Made Simple, where we help you master the art of negotiation and win the next deal. I'm your host, John Lowry. I'm excited about today's topic where we are going to think about the last 10% of the deal. This is the closing stage of negotiation, and this is the place where a lot of people get stuck. This is what I describe as the most difficult phase of negotiation because it's here that things pop up. It's here that people get surprised. It's here that barriers emerge. And yet it can be so frustrating because you are so close to having a deal. And what I wanna share in this episode is four C's that master negotiators use to get through this closing stage. And I'll share with you some personal negotiations where I ran into difficulties in this stage and how it is that I'm coaching others to get through these very difficult moments that will determine, despite all your hard work, whether you get a deal or not. Let's jump into this episode where we think about the closing stage of negotiation. Lots of people remember the first house they ever bought. Do you remember yours? Do you remember the tension that goes with that moment, the negotiation, learning all about the real estate process and escrow and all of that good stuff? Everyone has big memories of that moment. And it's such an exciting time in life that it sticks out in our memories. However, one of the memories that sticks out for me that I think is really, really important, that taught me a really powerful lesson in negotiation was actually the first house I ever sold, not the first house I ever bought. This house happened to be in Irving, Texas. We were getting ready to move to Nashville. It was an exciting moment, but we had to sell the house. Now, this was literally in October of 2008. And if you reflect back on this moment, this is where the economy started wobbling a little bit. This is where we started hearing things come out about mortgage-backed securities and banks beginning to default, and everything was just in the process of going south as it relates to the U.S. economy. 
And so it was not a great time to have the house on the market, knowing that if this moved in that direction, the value of our house would go down significantly. But we had to sell this house because we had a contract on a house in Nashville. So we put the house on the market. And thankfully, we were able to reach an agreement in about three days. Uh, There was a couple that had come in, purchased the house. We agreed on price pretty easily. We agreed on how long we were going to take to close and all of that good stuff around a real estate transaction. And I thought we had avoided disaster. I thought we were done. We were like 90% of the way there. The only thing that we had left to do was to work through inspections. And if we made it through the inspections, this deal would be done. If not, who knows? And so my real estate agent called me one day and said, John, this isn't over yet. And I said, what do you mean it's not over yet? It's got to be over. We just have an inspection. Like this house is in great shape. It's only about eight years old. Uh, We're going to be fine. And he said, no, I can tell you we're in trouble because of the amount of inspections that these people have requested. And I said, what do you mean? And he says, well, they've requested six different inspections of the home. And he said, I don't care how new the house is or how great a shape it's in. You bring six different inspectors out here. They are going to find something wrong with that house. And as a result of that, this deal is not over. We are not done. And so my real estate agent was right on. He nailed it. After the structural engineer and the environmental engineer and the uh, pest control people and the regular inspector and the roof inspector and everyone was done looking at this house, they then forwarded a two-paged, single-spaced list of things that they wanted fixed on the house. And these things were absolutely ridiculous. And literally, to fix these things, it would cost as much as the value of the house in terms of fixing all of these things. And so I did what lots of people do in this situation. Instead of agreeing to fix all those things, uh, I just decided to put some money up and said, all right, I'll give you, I think it was like $3,000 credit uh, to fix all of these different things. And they negotiated back and We were almost at the end. Now understand, we are literally 95% of the way to the deal. We've got 5% left to negotiate in terms of this overall transaction. If you're using a football analogy, you would say we are in the red zone. We are right there ready to score, but we are not in the end zone yet. There are no points on the board until we actually get into the end zone but we are literally within five yards. And so we get hung up on how much this list is worth. And days go by, and as days go by, the news comes out about all that's happening with the banks. And this deal is becoming more and more in danger of falling apart. And if it does, it's going to make it more and more difficult for me to sell this house. And so finally, we get to the point to where I look at kind of the big picture and say, all right, let's figure out how to cut this deal so we can get this thing closed. And it got to the moment to where the real estate agent on the other side of the deal actually ended up calling me. 
and said, John, listen, I've showed these people a hundred houses. Yours is the absolute best house in this entire city. Yet they are just very risk adverse people. And as a result of that, they want to make sure that there's no surprises in that house that they haven't accounted for. But I cannot show these people another hundred houses. Uh, I've spent way too many hours with them. Is there anything that we can work out? And so I found myself in this moment where I couldn't get the last 5% of this deal done, having to get real creative and actually working with their real estate agent to find a way to put the deal together. And I gave a little bit, the real estate agent gave a little bit, the other side gave a little bit, everyone gave a little bit. And thankfully, we were able to bring this transaction to a close and get into the end zone. But in those few days where we were trying to get the last 5% of this thing done, where we were trying to get into the end zone from the two-yard line, it was really tense. There was a lot of uncertainty. Uh, there was a lot of fear in light of what was going on of what it would mean if we didn't get the deal. But there was also a lot that we didn't want to lose. We had come so far. There was lost opportunity in terms of other buyers that we had said no to because we decided to go with these people and the contract that they presented to us. And so at the end of all of that, there was all of this emotion. There was all of this that was playing into this deal that made that last 5% very difficult. Now, I tell that story because what I love to do on this podcast is I love to share with people things that are real life kind of moments. And over the last week or so, in fact, I just got off the call, a call with the exact same question of we've come so far in the deal, we're so close, but I just can't get this one over the finish line. Or there's this one little thing that is a barrier that's threatening the entire deal. What do I do? I've got that question in the context of a lawsuit trying to get settled. I've got that question in the context of a acquisition of a business trying to get it closed. And then I've also got that question now in the context of a negotiation or with a contractor around building out a new retail space. So the same question, three completely different contexts just in the past week. It's the exact same moment that I was in trying to sell this house. How do you get through that last 5% of the deal? So what I want to do is I want to spend a few minutes thinking about that moment and providing just a couple of tangible ideas that you can use when you find yourself in that moment where you're almost there, but you're not quite there. How is it that you get there? And so let me share with you just a few different ideas that I think were helpful to me in getting through that moment, and then some ideas that may be helpful to you, and certainly some of the ideas that I shared with some of these folks who brought this question to me over the last week. Number one is you got to stay in control of yourself. That's the most important thing. You've got to make sure that in this moment, you don't let your emotions take over, you stay composed, and you just keep working. It's at this point, you've got to realize that nobody wants to lose the deal. And so typically, you're going to be at a place to where no one's going to be super reckless, but there is going to be something 
Maybe it's a, a last attempt to grab value. Maybe it's an issue that emerges, like an inspection reveals something. Uh, whatever the case is, whatever it becomes the barrier to getting the deal done, just know and don't assume that it's fatal. Instead, have, even if it has to be irrational, have the confidence that the deal is going to get done. Now, with that being said, also know that you don't have to give. You don't have to be the one that caves just to get the deal done. You've got to continue to work the process just like you worked the process before. You may have to give a little bit, but you don't have to give all of it. And you'll have to give less depending upon how creative you're willing to be. And so this is a moment for tremendous creativity. And so I point you back to my house selling story. And here is the moment where the real estate agent who wants the commission, who needs the commission, who has the commission on the line to where she got creative and reaching out to me directly with permission from my agent to see if she could get creative in terms of how we got this deal done and what it looked like so that her client would feel good about moving forward despite all of the challenges uh, that existed as a result of the inspections. And so I give her great credit. And in fact, she's the one that got it done. It was her creativity and her proposal that she presented in terms of providing a little bit more money, uh, but capturing some of her commission, putting it all toward the investment, toward making the changes, and then getting that deal done. It was really creative. And so this is the moment to, to begin thinking about is there any other value that we can bring into the deal? Uh, is there anything else that can help with whatever the barrier is other than just me having to make a huge concession or asking the other side to make a huge concession? Those are usually the things at the end of the day that gets deals done. I remember buying a car once and we got stuck on the price. I didn't want to go over 25,000. The dealer didn't want to come to 25,000. We were like $500 apart and we couldn't close it. I had a budget I was committed to. I'm sure they had a budget that they were looking to achieve to make money on the car. And so the way we closed it was I was planning on paying cash, but I was willing to finance the vehicle and pay three months of payments and then pay it off. And in doing so, what that means is the bank would then pay the dealer a commission on the loan, and that helped us solve that problem. It was a creative way in order to get through whatever the barrier was. And so that's the importance of staying composed, is because if we stay composed, it gives us an opportunity to continue to be thoughtful and continue to think. And if we continue to be thoughtful and we continue thinking when this barrier at the end arises or this barrier that keeps us from doing the deal, we'll have a much better chance of then being creative. The other idea is, as you think about staying composed and thinking about staying creative, you also need to stay committed. Too many times I see people just throw their hands up in the air and walk away. And they're usually blame the other side for being ridiculous or for not willing to give or for whatever it is, they will blame the other side and they will just walk away. 
stay committed to the deal. You brought it this far, get it over the finish line. And if you do have to walk away, make sure that's the absolute last resort is walking away. You want to stay committed to the deal. And if you have two parties that are pretty committed to the deal, depending upon what the barrier is that pops up at the end, usually they will find their way through it. All right, the next idea, this is how they find their way through it, and that is communication. You've got to keep the lines of communication open. When the lines of communication shut down, that's when the deal becomes a jeopardy. When we're no longer talking, when we're no longer sharing ideas, when we're no longer sharing perspective on whatever the barrier is, that's when the deal gets in jeopardy. Because it's in that moment that people start thinking about other alternatives. It's in that moment that the resentment and the frustration of coming this far and not getting it done, it begins to set in and take over. You don't want that to happen. You want to stay in communication because by staying in communication, you give hope. You give hope that the deal is not lost, that the deal can still get done. And so as we think about this process, think about we want to stay composed, we want to get creative, and we want to stay committed, but we also want to have perhaps even more communication than we had as we were putting the deal together. If you remember those four C's, those will help you get through the very end to where some barrier, something pops up that threatens the whole deal and keeps you from getting in the football analogy that last five yards into the end zone. And so these things will happen. The other thing is to be ready for them, to expect them, to not be surprised by them. Because as you're dealing, as you're doing deals out there, as you're dealing with people, there are just going to be things that pop up. It usually is going to be pretty small, but people are going to think it's pretty significant. You're not going to see it coming necessarily. Or if you do see it coming, it's going to come at a different moment or in a different way than you were anticipating. And you may realize for the first time at the very end that it's actually a barrier. It may be something you thought you were gonna easily overcome and now all of a sudden it's not as easy to overcome. In those moments, just don't be surprised. Uh, These are the things that happen within this process, which is why I tell everyone, it's the last 10% that always seems to be the most difficult. And if you can become really good at working through the last 10%, you will be above average and ahead of the pack in terms of getting deals closed. And so contextualize this to your business. I've shared a couple of personal examples, but in sales, this can be that last approval. In real estate, this could be the inspection or what pops up in terms of the financing deal. If you're in just... Uh, management. This could be something to where you're trying to hire someone and now all of a sudden they have this additional need that you need to try to figure out how to accommodate for in their package. These kinds of things emerge in all types of negotiations and the best negotiators know that it's not the end. It just is something that they're going to have to overcome in order to get to the end. 
And the great negotiators know how to do it. They know how to get deals closed. As I've studied this stage, it's really important to remember the four C's. Number one, stay composed. Keep your emotions in check because this is where emotions tend to get really, really high. Number two, we gotta get real creative in this stage. This is where a creative idea can help us get over that finish line. Third, stay committed. Too many people walk away too fast, don't be one of them. And then the last one is keep the lines of communication open. Keep talking, keep sharing ideas, keep discussing the issues. And in doing so, you will get into the end zone. You will get that deal closed. Thank you for listening to this episode of Negotiation Made Simple. We look forward to seeing you on the next one very soon.